Hello everyone and welcome back to the K-Coaching podcast where we discuss all things health, fitness and mindset with the main discussions being around improving your relationship with food and body image. And on today's podcast we have the absolutely wonderful Paddy, also known as PDK Fitness on Instagram as you probably already know. Paddy, (laughs) do you want to introduce yourself and give a little background about you? Hi, my name's Paddy. I'm 26 I'm from Galway, Ireland, which people people online think I'm from England, which doesn't make any sense. But anyways, that's my tan- that's me going on my tangents that I always do. Um, I'm 26. I'm an online coach. Um, some people like to call me an influencer, which makes me vomit in my mouth a little oh bit. Oh my god, uh, same! Oh <laughs> my god, same! I was listening to that all weekend, like getting such a slagging off the lads. We were away for the Melbourne Sevens, Paddy, and they're all like oh yeah Kate you were the influencer I was like I'm not an influencer like honestly it's so annoying isn't it uh man it's frustrating now the people that do it to me I kind of I like double down and I make them just annoyed annoyed or jealous that's what they tell me afterwards I said that they'd say they're annoyed or jealous they're like oh you're such an influencer I'm like I'm actually not I'm a celebrity and they (laughs) fuck (laughs) and they get very upset they're like you're ruining my joke Never introduce myself without not saying I'm recovering addict April 1st. I'll be five years clean from all drugs and alcohol. I've oh had my God, Paddy. Uh, mad, mad. Wow. Um, I've had great relationships with, well, prob- now this is the thing. I've had disguised good relationships with food. I've had really bad relationships with food. And now I'm kind of in a place with food where I'm like, it's, it's, it's food. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's not but I'm able to put it in my box and being able to put it in this box is a huge weapon and relief to have now, which is great. Yeah. Unbelievable Paddy. And do you want to just talk about first, I suppose, Paddy, how you, before you got into fitness, like about your journey through recovery and stuff like that, maybe where it all kind of started. Yeah. So when, where it started is always, is, is, is a nice, point to start because in recovery you're told that addiction whether any form it comes in whether it's alcohol video games drugs um sex addictions gambling food addictions eating disorders they in in na anyway narcotics anonymous you're told it starts at birth and it's a it's now considered addictions and now considered a mental disease that you're born with now i'm kind of split on that decision um I definitely don't think there's such thing as an addictive personality I think people are just you know can be for a lack of better terms too loose sometimes with things but it's definitely not a personality thing and it's definitely a disease thing so let's say it started at birth right I would have always been a um all or nothing mentality person even to this day even to this day I was sitting with our friend Jenny and Martina (laughs) And they, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be running this marathon in May in Copenhagen. And they're like, and I'm like, but I'm not going to get a good time. So I'm not going to do it. And they're like, would you not just do it to like do the achievement? I'm like, absolutely not. If I'm going, I'm going to beat my sister and make a serious fucking impressive first time as a first time marathon. It's still with me today. Do you know, it's, still Paddy, with me today. it's so funny because it's actually mental. I'm the same as yeah. much as I try and find the balance now. I'm still very much all or nothing. And it's interesting because I actually had a binge eating disorder. 
so mm. everything is like that was like addictive you know what I mean and it was like again all or nothing like it was like the all or nothing mentality restrict 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 and then binge you know there is no in between but anyways yeah so then when I was very young uh around like six seven eight nine ten I was like still relatively I started putting on weight when I was about nine or ten because I was always like an overweight child up until I was about 20 one 20 22 23 from about 10 so I was like bigger than everyone so I was a little bit stronger than everyone so I was the best at sports and and, and I could still keep up cardiovascularly anyway and I was like do you know if I'm my teachers always said to my parents they're like if he's not if he doesn't get it straight away he just won't try do you know my grades in school okay. in secondary school were either like a1s a2s or b1s or fails it, there, was yeah. no, there was no in between do you know okay. I could go to I could go to an English English test and get an A1 and then go straight to biology and fail. And my teacher was like, how? Like, yeah, how I know, I know, um, I know. Yeah, so then and it, when it came to like thing, even like building Lego or just stuff, I had to have everything. And as soon as, as soon as something was built, no time to appreciate it, gratify it onto the next thing. Yeah. Whether it was... <laughs> you know, whether it was anything, whether it was food, you know, like it was yeah. like, all right, the, the Nutella jar is finished now. Where's the next one? Yeah, you know, what's where next? It, yeah. It's always next. There was never any satisfaction. There was always something. Yeah. So this kind of, this kind of, but then I was very confident. So I would have always felt very capable in doing whatever, whatever, whatever I'm doing. When I got to secondary school, I started getting bullied quite a bit now do I say bullied I definitely was bullied I do feel that everyone was bullied in secondary school either because you know you're self-conscious and you need to get the spotlight off yourself so you put it on someone else or you're they're just assholes and they haven't matured yet and the thing is I probably do that I definitely do that to people as well 100% so will I say it's bullied or will I just say it's teenagers fucking hormonal ignorant teenagers I'll probably say it's yeah hormonal no I do think though Paddy like I don't know is it something like an Irish thing but I feel like we're nearly afraid to say that we were bullied in school like I when I look back in secondary school I'm like sweet mother of god like yeah. I was definitely bullied like but like when I say it out loud I'm like oh my god Asher like that's just what we all go through and like yeah Every, yeah. and like there is parts of that I suppose because it's just part of like maybe Irish secondary yeah. school but like yeah I do think like it's important to be like no like I actually was bullied and like yeah. you know th- and it's it's okay to kind of say that out loud like you know what I mean yeah yeah you're dead right so yeah you know you're, de- you're actually dead right there probably was as you say there probably was a little bit of both and there's just yeah. like either a part of now some of it I joined in whatever I'm going on tangents again I always go on tangents I'm you know safe. I'm like, Everyone in my house thinks, everyone, my friends, my family, girlfriends are like, you definitely have like undiagnosed autism or ADHD oh, or something. Oh, I have, I definitely, like, I, I flag, <laughs> I flag about it all the time. I'm like, yeah, I've crippling ADHD. And then I'm actually like, fuck, I definitely do. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so in school, I would only have like two or three good friends and, and, and before that, quite a few, then going into bullied quite a lot in school and then into fourth year I kind of created kind of like a big group of friends now one thing up to here is like I used to lie all the time whether it was a white lie or a big lie 
I remember telling my friends in primary school, my auntie who lives in Australia brought a tiger over from Australia. Tigers aren't even in Australia, do you know? Uh, just just to like people like, oh my God, like, do you know, like be interested in me because I thought I was okay. so not interesting as a person. Okay, and okay. So you felt so, the need to kind of lie in order to yeah. almost get, seek validation, almost Paddy. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. And then in fourth year, I got this big group of friends and, you know, I got hard done by, it's a long story. I got hard done by in the end. I also was an asshole too. Um, no one can trust me, boy who cried wolf, all that stuff. So then my fifth and sixth year in school were, oh, they were awful. I was like, just, <clears throat> just like not doing anything, just like playing video games, doing homework and eating. And that was it for like, two three years in in you know your fifth and sixth year school where it's like you know although the leaving cert is quite stressful you don't have that many responsibilities at all no um so I ended school with very little friends I speak to one two people from school out of a year of like 100 people which is funny now because some of them text me on Instagram they're like oh my god you're doing so great and it's like you know you're nice about it but whatever yeah exactly um then in um school I think I started drinking when I was in TY I think I just I either was turning seven yeah I was turning 17 I think I was 16 first time drinking um you know everyone has like you know, a can or two yeah. three. I had two, I had two naggins um and I was just like you're looking back on it like two naggins your first time drinking you're like what, what are you doing like you're a 16 year old boy <laughs> like you know well Paddy um, if it makes you feel any better like we were lethal like yeah. why school like at home like if Annie was listening they'd be weak it was just so loose like we were like yeah. I, I went to school in Newport like people from like Newport listen who went to school in Newport would just be roaring laughing but like we were absolutely lethal like we'd be drinking like sorry ma'am now she's definitely listening but like we'd be drinking like like that like naggins and like cans of what was the druids was it druids culture <laughs> shop druids oh no, my god no joke paddy there is a this pub we used to go to in patrick's well called punches okay and when we were 16 we used to get a bus out punches like from our school so first of all we pre-drink in the school like in the courts yes. of school like yes. so bad like 16 years of age like that all of us sinking nuggets like this is all like, our first time drinking like absolutely locked and we go out to this pub in Patrick's well punches and they had druids on tap dream, <laughs> dream. that's what you want like, well. druids so, like, on tap. what a classy establishment yeah yeah honestly so <laughs> I don't know but that was kind of like I suppose that was the school like that was the thing like yeah. that's where we grew up like and like it was kind of like we didn't know we didn't know any different yeah. but like like that like nagging we were we'd be sinking nagging like that and if I was to drink two nagging now you wouldn't see I'd pass out like yeah I had I had <laughs> some I had a dessert there recently that the alcohol definitely wasn't all cooked out of and I was like you know yeah. feeling a little and I'm like I'm like I haven't drank in five years nearly and I'm like panicking I'm like oh my god is this ruined my oh, sobriety yeah they're oh, like no that's amazing okay go back yeah. sorry that was that yeah. was me going on a tangent but no you're all right drinking two naggins when you're in TY 
Yeah, so it was just like zero to 100. You know, had to go hard or go home, whatever. Yeah. And then in, I think, fifth and sixth year is when I first started like dabbling with, with drugs, being like, you know, it was cannabis, marijuana. Mind you, what you get in Ireland is not marijuana anymore. It's sprayed with absolutely everything. But anyways, a key component of who I am, actually, I won't say the person I was because he's still there, is I used to buy marijuana like way too much for myself. And then like Mitch, I don't know, was it double economics? Yeah, it was double economics. I'd Mitch double economics, go smoke in my friend's house. And like, I was, I don't know, I was only in there smoking with him because I had weed and we bring like two or three people. So that was like where I had gotten to in life. I was like, all right, I'm the guy who buys the drugs and has friends because he has drugs. Acquaintances. And what age were you then, Paddy? 17, 18. Okay. 17, 18, 19, yeah. 18, 19, yeah. I was 19. Okay. And, the, and then that kind of... I did actually make real friends when I was using heavily in university, but I was still very much like, uh, you know, I come from a relatively wealthy background. Uh, you know, both my, my both my parents are, are academics professionals, and you know, I would have had a very different lifestyle to a lot of the people I hung out in college. Okay. So when there wasn't any drugs, or was when no one had enough money, I fronted and this, that, and the other, and everyone had a good time except for me, whatever, and then that kind of railed on and tailed on. So in the space of like three years, you know, I'd only actually drank alcohol for five years because I had wound up in rehab in Mayo at the age of 21. So my, you know, my career was very short, let's say. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So it had gotten to the point where, you know, cannabis had gone to, M to ecstasy pills, then to MDMA, then to ketamine, and then to cocaine, and then to cocaine was well I knew I was taking cocaine at least there was probably some stuff I was taking didn't know what it was and was just like right and I got to the point where at each moment it'll be like right this is as far as I go so this is this is it and then it's like okay I'll try a bit of that then it got to a point where I was like doing cocaine four times a week not going to university repeated second and this is a funny thing first year actually this is funny first year I Passed my first semester arts with a my well, first doesn't matter with a one one and I had failed second semester, but since I had done so well in my first semester, it actually passed you me passed, in second. Yeah. So that's like the rate okay. of just perfectionism wow. that I okay yeah. okay Paddy. Um, yeah. The second year, I spent way more time in electric four four carbon all the clubs in Galway than I did in you know sock and polar Spanish. Yeah. Um, and like crazy stuff of like holding pills in my sock this is scummy actually I said this on Sean Casey's podcast and they were like this is scummy like holding red pills red pacmans if anyone doesn't know what a red pacman is if you don't this you're gonna find out now but after this don't do anything they're red ecstasy pills I had 10 of them in my pocket and I was like a big I was like 140 kilos in a club in a hot club dancing with this pullover on because I was so ashamed of how I looked <laughs> oh, so they had like ran they had like ran into my skin and into my socks so I'm like licking my hand rubbing my ankle and then rubbing around my <laughs> gum <laughs> gummy gummy oh my, like, my god parents, Paddy my parents listened to that I'm like Paddy I can't believe you'd ever do something like this um and then it was just like railed off railed off I had been given quite a substantial sum of money by a family member who, long story short, she was 
getting dementia. So she wanted to give away her inheritance to her kids so she could, so her grandkids, so she could remember how they spent it. And all my siblings and stuff, they spent it on like holidays and my cousins. And, you know, when we come, when I came out of treatment, we agreed not to tell her how I spent it. And she had actually gotten dementia. Um, and she passed away last year. And that was like quite a tough, like tough, like thing I went through. Um, and like nearly, I say, no, I didn't say I really relapsed, but I definitely felt like a villain again, I suppose. Um, that's a tangent, but it, it adds up in the end. So 2018, it had gotten to the point where I was sleep paralysis. Uh, you know, I don't know if anyone has sleep paralysis. You experienced it. The man at the end of your bed with the big trench coat and the wide rimmed hat and you can't see his eyes. You can just see this big, scary smile and his long nose and he's walking closer and you, you close your eyes and you see spinning like, I don't know, aborigine masks on the wall and they're like getting closer and sleeping with a knife under your bed because there's people out to get you or oh my did god I, Paddy. is ever have i do you know do i owe anyone money or this that and the other to the point where one night i was it was february 13th 2018 rag week galway which you know rag week in galway is kind of it probably is the biggest one and you got the big university town that was it was the Tuesday it was the Tuesday the second day of rag week I started on Sunday I had spent like three grand on cocaine (laughs) random night baby and I remember going to someone's house and he was just like lad you're better than this as he takes a fucking bump from my from my (laughs) anyway um, I come home and, you know, I send this like what can only be described as like a super erratic text to um, a close friend of mine, a few close friends of mine <clears throat> and one of them, one of the, and then in the morning I was like, oh, that's just, you know, me anxious and paranoid at the drugs and this, that and the other. And I credit her so much because I probably wouldn't be here today if she didn't say to me, she's like, Patty, you're not like your friends. You have a good head in your shoulders. The next day, February 14th, Valentine's Day, my dad's birthday, I went to my parents, told them I had a problem with cocaine. And I suppose that was the start of who everybody sees on social media today. Um, wow, Paddy. Oh, yeah. my God. And Paddy, do you think that, like, I suppose... I just know for me in college anyway, I'm so blessed that like in school, first of all, I think us starting like to drink as early on as we did like in Newport anyway, that's the way it was. And like we all started so early, but I think my saving grace with that was that we matured very, very quickly because we'd kind of done it all. So by the time it came to college, I didn't care about going out really because we had it all done you know what I mean and luckily back then there was no real like drugs on the scene now there obviously was but like it was kind of like like shamed upon I suppose like when when I was in school like when at my age say like you know what I mean and I think we're around the same age I'm well you're a bit older than me I'm 23 now um yeah so then when I went to college I found that like everyone like everyone was doing drugs and only the fact that when uh, this man came into our school I will never forget it 
he came in sat us down in ty because there was a good few lads in my school like using um at a young kind of age and this man came in anyways and he was over like mount joy prison i think and he basically was talking about this girl who was a medicine student in dublin and she was out with her boyfriend one night and there was pills going around i don't know and her boyfriend was like i'm taking one he was like do you want one and she had never taken drugs before ever in her life and she was like yeah and she took it hit the ceiling and died and that was it lights out done and whatever way he said that story it stuck with me forever and i'm so so grateful for it because when i went into college literally like i went to college in mary i and it says something when there's posters up in the toilets in mary i being like if you're on a come down this is what you do like mary i is the most catholic fucking place ever like yeah. ever you know what i mean and i was like you know it's fair bad now with the posters like that up in Mary Eye, and that's what it was. And I was so naive to it all until I was until I went to college, and until I was like, "Oh my God, I'm the I'm the one that's left out." Like mm. I was the one on the outside, Paddy. Like it's it was mental. I was yeah. the weird one. You know what I mean? I was yeah, the one yeah, yeah. in, and I just suppose what advice, Paddy? Before we kind of chat about like where things went from there, what advice would you give? people going into college now because it is everywhere paddy oh do you know when i was in early recovery i was just like don't do it it'll ruin your life i could say that i could show you videos from when i was using i could tell you about the times i nearly overdosed i could tell all this i just don't think it makes a difference yeah i would say i would say like be careful do you know mind you like you know at the, the, the now i'm an addict so it was different you know if someone mentioned drugs didn't care if there was a chance that they were off i'm just like i don't want to feel all the pain which is just like you know which is just like any sort of thing like people people work not to feel emotions people yeah. use drugs not coping mechanism people, yeah coping mechanism you know yeah. you want to escape the pain you know we're well, sorry when you're sober it's so intense all these feelings you don't understand them and when you're high or drunk you can't feel them because you're yeah. numb i there's so much bad bad drugs in this country you know there's so much bad drugs there's less like safe drugs there's way less safe drug usage than there is um you know recreational there's very little recreational at the minute and you know if you don't know the difference there's that's probably an issue if you yeah. have thought that your habits this is the thing if you've ever wondered if you're drinking or drug recreational drug habits are a bit too much it is it's not a probably is it is it is like yeah. it's so common now I hear like I'm, you know, I train warehouse in Galway. There's a lot of young kids there. They see this like guy with 400,000 followers on Instagram and his story. And they're like telling him the stuff I hear is crazy. And I try not to be like this preacher and just be like, I'm just like, I'll be careful. These kids are like using three times a week. And it's like, oh, that's normal. And I'm like, that's the thing. Like you think it is, but it isn't, Do you know, yeah. if you have, 
you know, they probably think you and I as PTs, online coaches, us like training seven days a week, even if we did like, oh, that's normal. You're PTs. I'm like, no, that's not that's normal. not normal. Yeah, not no, 100% right? Paddy, 100%. Um, so it's just like, I say, be careful. I, I would say test your drugs. Nobody can. Um, I would say, you know, make sure, <laughs> I was about to say, make sure the person you're buying off is registered or safe or something. Fuck that. Like, <laughs> no. People I used to buy from, you know, like some of them are in jail. Some of them are dead. Like, you oh know, it's like God, they're not good. Paddy. They're usually not good people. A lot of them are students that like they're like, oh, yeah, this guy I get get my stuff from to make money is like a sound guy. And it's like he's probably trying to make money. And the next guy is and then the next guy is trying to make money. But he doesn't care about yeah. like he wants it when he says he wants it. You know, it's a slippery slope and it's very easy to destroy your life like yeah. I have a lot of the guys I went to treatment with are sadly not with us today do you know I I think I went in with 30 people and after a year there's probably 60 people you're in with 50 no there's probably 40 people you're in with 15 at a time and there's like a rotation people leave every week and people come in every week after a year you do like year ceremony of the 40 people I estimate I was in with there was only three turned up the next year now that either means they're not sober anymore or they're dead and that's like that that's that's and people are like oh it's dramatic it is dramatic but it's also a reality that's yeah. and that's oh thing, my you know? god paddy and oh my god you're five years now sober is it april first five years april wow 1st, yeah. wow paddy and do you think tur- like is that how then you turned to fitness like when you came out of recovery did you turn to fitness then paddy so this is the thing people are like oh fitness saved your life i'm like fitness was another outlet for me yes, to to enact my okay okay I came out of treatment young 22 year old I spent my 22nd birthday in treatment you know people are like what's treatment you know we don't call it rehab anymore but I don't care what we call it I was spending my 22nd birthday in rehab um I came out I had six texts or was it four texts can't remember half of them said happy birthday and the other half of them said are you looking so I was like okay I need to hang out with people that said happy birthday oh my god yeah shocking isn't it like shocking and Um, Paddy those people would have known that you were in no nobody knew no oh no one knew okay I only told I think I said yeah four four five no I told five people and then three or four people ended up you know loose lips on a night out being like oh yeah whatever and I'm like okay cool okay um so then I started working in this cafe. I was crushing about like 20,000 steps a day. Um, I was like, oh my God, my weight's trapping. Why? So I joined a gym, um, trained seven days a week with two, this is at 140 kilos, trained seven days a week with oh, two, my gosh. Two, runs, two runs a week. Uh, did that for six months. Um, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah, six months. And Six Paddy, months. it's like, I don't know, like, it's not funny, but like, the, that's the, like, I suppose the perfectionism coming in again, like, yeah. you ha- like were you feeling like, I have to hit 20,000 steps every day, I have to get two runs in? Or uh, was it- no, it, at the time, I didn't know the importance of steps. Okay. At, at all. I was just on my feet. And I, I say that now being like, this is the reason why I lost a lot of weight quickly. I was like 20k steps. During days that I ran, I was doing 30 to 40. But you're uh, naive to it. Yeah, and I was naive yeah, to it. I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. It's the seven training sessions. 
and the food I was eating, the food I was eating at the time, Kate, fuck, was, do you remember those, do you know Huel, those shakes? Oh no, yes. Three of those a day and a BLT sandwich with whole grain bread, no mayonnaise and a half a portion of chips. And that was, ate that for six months. Oh my God, Paddy. No, yeah. you didn't like. Yeah, I did, yeah, six months. That is how were you not starving, Paddy? And can I tell you, can I, can I be, and this is, this goes against everything I say on Instagram and, 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 you know, and like I've said it before and it's like, I felt fucking great. I felt now, I don't know if it was like, I felt great because I was like, I associated myself as a fat person, as a lazy person, as someone who couldn't control their eating habits, this, that. And I was like, not doing that anymore. Yeah, you were gaining I, confidence from like the exercise yeah. and stuff you were doing and that you'd like your meals prepped and all this stuff. Yeah. I can't remember if I felt physically shit. Um, I think it was because I was just very active. I didn't have time almost to think. To, to think. Do you know, I would when I go home, like after, after, because I'd work from nine to four and then I'd go train from half four to half seven. And then I'd come home. Yeah, I'd come home and I'd then just like watch. That's probably it. From half seven to around half 12, half one, I was either playing video games, hanging out with my friends, but I was sitting down or I was, you know, reading or watching videos. So I was probably, yeah, I was physically just tokened out of it. That is mental, Paddy. I suppose for those who don't understand, like you were probably only eating how much calories, like, if you were having 19, around 1900 like 100 140 kilo five foot 11 no male. no no yeah. like can you explain to people like for you to even like be in a deficit like how much calories you would have needed like at least what like more than two not like 2700 calories oh, oh my god like or more I could get up like a TDE here and do yeah, it, but I re- I reckon it's like I reckon I was doing fucking just shocking shocking amounts of work, um. But I felt physically physically wrecked from my recollection. Uh, why can't I look up Harrison Benedict for there we are? Jesus Christ, fucking laptops! I work my whole life on laptops. Oh, I'm and- so technically challenged. Don't worry, <laughs> I can't even log into my laptop. Like, yeah, no, I am. <laughs> Uh, what I, is I, I was 22 I was 22 um male I was exercising so here it says my total daily energy expenditure so I had a physical hard job I was on my feet all day I was training six seven times a week my BMR <laughs> my BMR was 2700 <laughs> my TDE was 5232 oh, yeah. this, this is probably like these are just a baseline but yeah these uh, are a baseline but like for you to actually be in a deficit, feel even fueled in a deficit for the amount you were doing, you would have had to be at least eating daily, like what, 5,000 yeah, calories? This is, like. Yeah, this is the thing, like I'm still paying the effects that five years later as like, you know, at 90, I think I'm like 92 kilos now. I train four days a week. I go for a run. I get between, on average, I, on average, I take around eight and a half K steps at eight, nine because of just that like metabolic adaptations for years, right? I speculate that 
the reason it's like I have to diet down on way lower calories now. Now because of that. Because of that. And yeah. it's me. Which is why I've been like dieting for just five years. <laughs> you know? Okay. Dieting okay. for like five years. And the prep that I did in Mac prep that I did in 2021 has just made it even longer. You yeah. Know? Do you want to talk about that, Paddy? That was something we were chatting about just before we come on the yeah. podcast, because I suppose that's how I first kind of saw you. And like, I was like, who's this PDK fitness? And then I saw you on Becca's um, post, uh, shout out to you, Becca. And yeah. it was like, you had went through something like a prep and it was like, you're out the other side of, well, trying to improve your relationship with food and body image. And I was like, oh my God, that is exactly what I had went through. Like, I was like, I had went through this prep that like where I disguised my binge eating disorder in the prep. So I used the prep to get everything under control. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I did. I was like, because I was binge eating at the time and I was like, this can't be happening. Like I meant to be the fit person. I meant to be the girl with abs. I meant to be this. I had this whole identity up for myself. And mm because I'd put on a small bit of weight after the first all or nothing kind of diet I was like no I'm going to do a prep now that'll get me shredded I'll be happy when I have APAC abs like I'll look unreal I'll feel unreal and that will disguise my binge eating I can't binge eat if I have a photo shoot at the end of this prep yeah yeah, yeah. so that's why I did it and I must imagine my entire binge eating disorder through a prep only yeah. to come out the other end and for the whole thing to be a shit show for like three yeah. years so yeah. then when I saw your post I was like oh my god it's so nice to see like a male perspective Paddy because I think it's very difficult for males to open up if they've disordered eating if they've poor body image um it's very kind of taboo um mm-hmm. and especially a lot of males actually don't know that they're suffering like a lot of males are very naive that they're like naive to the fact that they're suffering with poor body image or have a poor relationship with food and they don't really know what that looks like. Um, so do you want to kind of talk about how you got into prep, why you got into kind of a prep yeah. and go through like how that affected your relationship with food and potential body image as well, Paddy? So isn't it, isn't it funny when you like put on a little bit of weight, you're like prep, great idea to, great idea to get it off. It's oh. shot, it's, Easy, like that's yeah. exactly where my mind went I was like no I <laughs> cannot be a, I cannot not have abs first of yeah. all this is me like three years ago cannot not have abs like I, how can I be a fit person and not have abs and then mm. my entire identity was just that like my entire self-worth body was based on that and um yeah I was like oh prep sounds fabulous eat nothing yeah. and yeah anyways yeah so I was I I I was like, I had just, it was back in like 2021, end of 2020, when it seemed to be at the time, every Irish online coach was dabbling in bodybuilding or just like following the next bodybuilder oh or something. Oh my God, I'm allergic. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I was, I, I had gone to my coach at the time, Ross, love Ross. Um, and... I was like, you know, I want to, you know, I'm, I had like, cause I was struggling at like 2,600 or 2,800 calories at the time and got a few weeks. I moved to Dublin and was living with an online coach and during that environment, it's easier to keep things under control Um, under control. Yeah. And quotation marks for anyone that sees it. Um, and 
I then, we then, what did we drop to? We had a big drop of like 2,600 to, no, it was at 2,400 then, and I dropped to 1,700. Sweet, uh, mother. 1,720, yeah. 180 carb, 180 protein, 40 fat. Oh my um, God, I'm allergic. <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember. 10K <laughs> steps today, training four days a week. It was peak <laughs> summer. I had just moved to Dublin. I was just newly single. I felt like a fucking god yeah this is the thing okay I like it you know, down in the 40 foot in dublin or the vico being like yeah. how's dublin hasn't seen a man like yeah. i love <laughs> it i uh, love it um and um got down to like my coach full respect to him he pulled the prep actually he pulled it because i was like you know i'm you know i've managed to give up drugs and alcohol still can't kick fucking nicotine um and some guy actually do you know what? i need to rant for a second some guy on my fucking instagram went oh my god you're a fitness person to smoke and vape like i fucking hate you i'm like dude i've given up everything, everything. Else. Let me have a fucking break here like yeah so um i was texting my coach and i was like uh thinking i was like joking at the time like oh this is funny listen to this um, and he was like, what? And I was like, oh man, like I was there and I had ran out of vape juice and I'm like scrounging under my bed and in the bin for like the old vape canisters to get like that last bit out. And he's like, and he knew I had like a background with addiction and yeah. this and he's like, he was like, all right, okay, we're, mm. and I was really anxious as well. I had like 50, I was on like 55 clients. It was just when the gyms back opened back up. I had to make 55 programs. I had to get my steps. I had to get my cardio. I had to pull, pull my Vimbin in the morning. You know, I had to fast and it was just like, oh, I need my vape. I said to him, he's like, right, we're pulling prep. Absolutely pulling prep. No way you're doing this anymore. It's down like 78 at the time. Um, 78 kegs. And then we shot food back up to like 2,300. And I'm like, this is a breeze. Like if I could do yeah, 1720, okay. it's a breeze. I remember saying to him, I was like, Dude, I'm never like slow dieting ever again. Do you know how many times I could not stick to 2,600, 2,800? And like, I just, I didn't miss a day at 1,700. It was 1,700 every day. I was on I those know. rotten Tonjack noodles. Do you remember yeah. the, the yeah, 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 I was on them and I was like, these are the greatest dieting hack of all time, which is, it's literally uh, potassium hydrate and water made an art oh, fucking rotten. Yeah. Do you no. have foods now, Paddy, that like you just can, like you can never look at the same? Like I um, have some foods from prep. I'm like an English muffin. I'm like if someone puts that in my face, I'm like, oh my god, I'll actually start crying. Or like cocoa pops are kind of like ruined for me as well. I'm just like, whoa, like yeah, certain things. I just like I have absolute PTSD. Or fish. There was this certain fish that I'd get, and I remember my whole house smelled like fish and oh, <laughs> everyone around me. Oh smell like yeah. fish and they were like hey you're fucking rotten i was like i have to eat it like it's <laughs> shocking oh, god um, god anyway, I, I don't i don't know i don't know like if i had those noodles now like i'm in a place with my food now that if i somehow ever because i'll never write it off if i want to do like a photo shoot prep or even just like a uh, uh, you know, I don't even like the word prep, like a like a holiday diet, let's say, or something, just anything where like lowered calories, and I'm like, 
if I had those noodles, I'd be like, right, they're serving their purpose right now. And this is not the end of the world. Yes, no. exactly. Exactly. All within moderation. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, but I remember like, oh, I was tortured. I was tortured after it. I was on like 23, 2200. And I was like getting takeout every day because my abs were going ever so slightly. And I was like, you know, I never got rid of my muffin top or or my loose skin. I'm like losing, what, what did I lose in my very first diet? 50 kilos in a year. You're going to have some loose skin. You're going to have oh, a lot of my God, stretch you... marks. And I was like, oh my God, these are, you know, nobody noticed them before because of my abs. Like, you know, how vain. Um, and tortured and I think I had shot up like 20 kilos in like four months and was just sitting in my apartment in Dublin being like what have I done do you know like not even not what have I done how have I how has this happened I was there as like do you know I'm like I haven't you know I've never been diagnosed with binge eating although my counselor in treatment was like you're if you were here for other reasons we probably would um you know so we called it like what do we call it we called it like aggressive mindless eating or like uh we just actually you know we just called it using actually we just called it using because it was another form of me escaping things with food and anytime I think about it you know anytime I think about how much you know my regress or this that and the other like I'm looking I'm literally looking at the fridge or the biscuit drawer or whatever it was I actually didn't have a biscuit I'm not allowed biscuits in my house um (laughs) and sitting there and I went down to my friend's house in Galway because I just needed to get out of Dublin and I stayed there <laughs> my best mate Luke I love him so much I die for him I love him so much he's just my favorite person in the world and I went down to his house I said I'd be there for one day I ended up staying for 10 and I was crying on the air mattress and some Amelia Thompson post popped up and I what was a just like, yeah, yeah I was just like okay I was just like, I sent in a thing and I'm like, I sent in everything. And she was like, I'm going to put you to Becca. I hadn't, I had put you to Becca and, um, kind of long struggled road from there, like struggled to improve you know, your relationship with food, relationship food. Yeah. Doing a lot of stuff in, and it was really tough at the beginning because a lot of the stuff I did with Becca was stuff that I used to do in treatment and stopped doing. Okay. So it was almost like a trigger doing this stuff for Becca. Cause I was like, so hard on myself being like, you stopped doing this after you came out of treatment. And that's why you're here. Do you know, that's why you're having to do all this again. But it was and, actually and- separate Paddy. Like it was because you had went through that photo, that prep, you know, and trying to drive to get these abs and like striving for, I suppose, the perfect physique, you know what I mean? To maybe feel validated through that. And if you're anything yeah. other than that, Paddy, you're not good enough. You know what I mean? So then like yeah. when that's the way I found any, anyway, I don't know if it was for you, Paddy, but the minute I put on a small bit of weight, like I think, sorry, a small bit of weight. I was so underweight. I ended up putting back on 18 kg to be back at a healthy weight. And the healthy weight, I thought I was fat. Like I full on convinced yeah, yeah, myself yeah. that I was fat and that I wasn't good enough. And I, I remember crying every single day 
being like I'm so fat like everyone thinks I'm fat like what are people going to think of me when I get home because I was in Tenerife when I was like kind of recovering I had to move away I had to go away on my own to sort myself out like because I was actually I couldn't be around anyone like it was Mm. horrible and Mm. I just remember how uncomfortable it was trying to get comfortable at seeing myself at a heavier weight which was just going to be my weight that I sat at that was very much normal like you know what I mean just because I didn't look or fit in to the thin ideal that's posted everywhere on social media and I think it's important Paddy like that that goes the same for for males like it's the same Mm. would you agree yeah absolutely like I'm 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 lucky in the fact that because I'm fairly open about this that a lot of males chat to me about it Okay, on Instagram, I, I'm lucky so you know they they see it so it's 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 it is like you know I'm not going to say it's weirder for dudes or it's tougher for dudes because you can't compare but it's it's really strange I can't describe it like I know friends who won't book holidays you know to sunnier yeah. places I don't want to get my shirt off for this that and the yeah. other and I'm like right to that like I'm in a place now where I'm not too comfortable with my physique but I'm like you know it's not the end of the world yeah like okay oh, I, have time. I have time you know there's other things right now I'm in a crazy place of business and work that I need to put all my efforts into that because yeah. I'm just not ever putting physique on like the front burner again just because yeah it's, it's not too like focused. yeah it's not like Perry, I think it's important like you would have probably done this with Becca on your values Paddy like and what you value most right now you know what I mean mm. and sometimes like yes having physique goals is fine but when it's like you're all when it's your everything that's when Mm. it becomes like detrimental you know what I mean absolutely yeah and it was my physique was everything for about two years it's still my physique still hugely important for me would it make it into my top five probably but would I sacrifice probably well I don't know probably maybe five or six but the stuff the gaps like the gaps between physique or the next one it's just huge it's like it's just not the be all and end all and it's like fucking it's so uninteresting I know people with insane physiques and they're so fucking boring and miserable and miserable miserable if you can't go out for food on a Saturday night because you're going to go over your calories like are you actually living your life I'm sorry maybe for some people yes we're not judging here we don't judge but like you know what I mean Paddy for like the likes of me and you who base our entire self-worth on our physique and that wasn't our part of our values and I suppose it's almost like letting go of an identity as well like when you were going through coaching with Becca did you find that you had to let go of that identity that you base your self-worth on like of Paddy with the apps I never actively let it go if that makes sense okay. it just kind of like other shit happened I finished Rebecca in a March of last year and like you know I was you know getting back with my girlfriend and I was like work was super important my grandmother was really sick I had moved back home and I was just like I just Becca, I just don't give a fuck about it right now. Yeah. Do you know? And, you've seen and the bigger was, picture. Yeah. She was actually like, Paddy, that's very you. Do you know, you're never yeah. going to have a moment where it's like, 
oh you know you were you were always gonna be like <laughs> i just i just don't i'm just fed off i don't care anymore fuck you know? it all i yeah i just like that guy I just don't give a fuck right now like <laughs> no i actually love it i think i got to that point as well where i literally was the same i feel like our personalities are very alike patty like i got to that point as well where i was like what is all of this for like i was like yeah. if i can't go out and enjoy a burger and chips on a yeah. Saturday night. Like I was like, you know what I mean? And it did get to that point. And I was like, once I realized that there is so much more to life than food and like l- having abs, I was like, sweet mother of God, I can breathe again. And like, I got my life yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I yeah. finally have my life back. Like not stressing about getting into a bikini at the weekend because I don't have abs. Now that I don't yeah. care, like, unreal like you know and it's not to say that you shouldn't have physique goals or that you shouldn't look after yourself and like you know what I mean it's fine to have physique goals like you know what I mean we all have them like I actually have ones at the minute that I'm working towards but I suppose they're only a fraction of my life a fraction that's yeah. it yeah you know what I mean yeah. and Paddy do you know when you were repairing your relationship with food do you want to kind of just explain to people how difficult that can be it's it's so it's actually like it's so hard because I thought I repaired my relationship with food and I first lost weight but I didn't I just like you know used shakes it was really weird because I it's it's like I'm trying to think of it now and I'm like I can't even remember it just sort of like through 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 actual practices of mindfulness and and gratitude it just kind of happened you know it just it just kind of it was just like, oh, this is just so, like, not super important. Like, it's just yeah. not that important. I'm like, oh, my God, I have people who literally trust me with their health. Like, you know, I have a, an amazing girlfriend. I have a, a best mate who literally died for me. I have folks who are just the best people in the world. I'm like, this piece of pizza or broccoli or rice or chicken is just like why am I giving it such power you know it was just like and I I was never conscious but that's what I like speculated as it was it just it just sort of happened through like you know a a little bit of meditation uh, you know sorry Becca if you're listening I didn't do that much Uh, (laughs) a a lot of like a lot of gratitude you know a lot of gratitude you know today I was having I feel like that was Sorry, the same with, with me, Paddy. Sorry, with the gratitude. I feel like when I look back, that was the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. You Today know? it was like yeah, 100%. And I even like those packs have stayed with me. Like I had a, I had a melter there like four days ago. Two, no, melt, what am I talking about? Two days ago. I'm like, oh my God, I've lost like 8,000 followers this year and my views are shit and this, that and the other. And then I sat there, I was sitting outside my balcony, not my balcony, on my deck, having a decaf coffee because hashtag no caffeine this year. <laughs> already, it's, you know, I think I've, it's like, I've had six since, it's March, I've had six servings of caffeine. I'm pretty happy with that. And I was there and I was like, hold on, like I have, you know, that's happening. But like, you know, I have someone who, some random person in Oklahoma is like, you know, you've literally made me feel like I'm not an alien you know and I have I employ two people full-time and I could literally I could literally get up and leave and go anywhere I'm like a fucking metric is not ruining my day I sat in bed all day today 
came. I sat in bed all day today. I've been burnt. I was burnt out as yeah. fuck. I was literally voice noting Jenny before this in this voice. I'm like, I just don't really fucking care about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, went, I went for a walk and I came back and I'm like, you know, like that's something I just wouldn't have done before. I'm like, if, 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 you know, before, if like 50 things went wrong and my day's awful, you know, now I can, the 50 things I need to do, I won't do 40 of them. I'll do 10 of them and I'll be like, do you know what? Like, you're okay that, with that now. That like, what, 20% increase is like so much better than around to be. I am that person that like thinks in almost like self-investment of like that 20% will, will add to you tomorrow, whether it's like you even just feeling better about getting up and starting your day. Or if it's like, you know, that if it's, if I have a physical, it's like, you know the a thousand steps you had by like 5 p.m is now like you know you can still out and go and get a walk you know if it's a case of like i'm just feeling like very down i'm like you know what? i'm gonna you writing that gratitude list that you never would have done before or even thinking about the gratitude list that's something you never would have done before even if it was tough and it was hard and it wasn't the best one you've ever done like it's just better now you just you just cope better and that's all that's the amazing yeah that's absolutely amazing meeting yourself with that compassion is so important because it gets you further rather than beating yourself up like I'm the same um at the minute I had a really stressful time um before coming here before coming to Australia and the minute I hit Australia I just crashed and burned and that's why I'm actually sick and I've been sick for the last two weeks and I have been taking things so slow but for the first time in my life I'm actually like I'm still I'm not gonna be like say straight out that I'm so comfortable with slowing down like it is uncomfortable and uh, there is feelings of guilt like of I should be doing this or I should be doing that but I'm much better now at being like this is all I can do right now this is all I'm actually able to do right now for like how I'm feeling and I'm okay with that and it's actually so nice to be able to do that rather than before I would have beat myself up so much being like why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that you should be doing this you should be doing that you know yeah. what I mean um yeah. and I think that's so important to say as well like you know meeting yourself with that fierce compassion and like some days like maybe people looking in think that we're go 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 and it's like oh PTs working out getting the stress in but there is days where we just pan out in bed and that's it like you know um, what I mean I like I have this conversation with Barry my my you know my I call him my best like business or colleague or online friend Barry Barry Maguire legend one of the funniest fuckers I've ever met in my life he sits to me some days and he's like he's super efficient you know he just everything comes easy to him he's like I'll sit down he'll be like what you what you do today it's like 12 p.m I'm like got up at 10 you know went for a walk replied to half my clients he's like man like how do you run a business (laughs) (laughs) I sit there I'm like Barry do you know like it just it just works because I I take all the fucking pressure out of it because I'm just yeah. like uh, it was one of my clients Bonnie lovely Bonnie brilliant Bonnie she's in New Jersey she manages or she does the marketing I don't know what she does she has this insane job yeah she works on like four different time zones she manages like manages is the word I'm using like four Michelin star restaurants and she's the most stressed person in the world and she texts me there the other day and she's like She's like, take the day off. You can't pour from your cup when yeah. it's not full and like, we'll be fine. And I'm just like, you know what? If I have not just that relation with myself, but like my clients have the relations with themselves and they have it with me and I have it with them is like, we're doing something right. Yeah, 
100% no 100% Paddy at the end of the day if anyone takes anything from this we're all only human like that is it at the end of the day we're all only human we're all imperfect in our own weird ways and like if you're being really hard on yourself lately or you're beating yourself up no one knows what the fuck we're at we're all just winging yeah. it and that is the god's honest truth I had a, I had a call with my client yesterday she's like Kate like going through such a rough day she's like I have she's like I was questioning everything she's like I was questioning my job um should I be in Australia like every other Irish person ever um (laughs) every like everything and I was like girl I was like I literally had this breakdown like a month ago and she was like what and I was like Yeah. yeah like I was like I have these too believe it or not I questioned everything I was like what am I at like you know what I mean and I was like honestly sometimes if I give it too much thought I'm like okay move on (laughs) yeah I was who was I speaking with was it Jenny or was it was it one of the people no it wasn't it was one of the guys from the warehouse the gym he's like 19 and he's like oh my god like I don't know how you do it I don't know how you post a piece of content reply all to your clients and like manage someone and like make sure these things and I'm like lad I'm 26 and I still live with my 50 year old parents (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I'm not a good like role model you know like he's like have you always lived with him like no okay lad I haven't always lived with him like you know but like dude like I was he's like I'm like dude I'm just being like reborn again you know I'm just I'm like you see a 26 year old man I see a six month old like newborn It's so funny. Perspective is everything. Someone else will be listening in at 32 years of age being like, I'm still living with my parents. Like, you know what I mean? So perspective is everything. But Paddy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Honestly, you're going to help so many people as you already are. And I just want to thank you so much for your honesty as well. And I know this will definitely reach at least one person and help at least one person paddy if not so much more and um you're a big inspiration for me as well like i actually look up to you massively so yeah keep doing what you're doing and do you have any kind of advice paddy before i leave like leave you go to any kind of young person i do i do actually um i was just thinking about this i was like i better jump in and say it before she wraps up kate had mentioned to me before the call that she's working with a few male clients and and I know from like talking about this with Becca like you know being open and honest with Becca and completely open completely open-minded and willing is like whatever you're feeling about you know and you want your and I'm good you want your coach to help you and you're male you have a female coach just say it they're not going to judge you do you know they're not going to think any less of you because we do tell ourselves those stories in our heads do you know we do tell ourselves those stories in our heads and it's 100%. just it's, case like it's just no 100% and I think that goes yeah like for males as well to females Mm -hmm. or in general like that's one thing that like all my clients that get the most results out of me are the ones who are most open and honest and um yeah like we're all like we said we're all only human like we all mess up we're all imperfect in our own ways and that's just all part about part of being Mm -hmm. human you know Okay, Paddy, thanks a million for coming on. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. And if you liked the podcast, make sure you like, share and subscribe. And I will chat to you all soon. Bye guys, chat soon. Bye.